Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Anastasia Podcast. I'm your host, Emily. And I'm Emily's co-host, Bimbo. And we are back with part two of technically our first episode. So I think what we really wanted to talk about today was Panchong. Do you want to start off a little bit with Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So there's two things I thought maybe we could talk about. And one was I pulled up um, like Parashara's little notes on the signs that he took. And I thought that would be fun to go over. Um, and then also, yeah, it would be cool to go over Panchang. Uh, is it Panchanga or Panchang? I think I it's either or. Okay. Well, I thought it would be cool to go over. I mean, it's kind of a mysterious thing, but I think it's really um, good to go over that, like at least what we know, what we can share. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, so what I know of, I'll say first, uh, what I know of Panchong. So it's, it could be Panchong or it could be Panchanga, but punch is the five. It basically means five. And then Anga or Ang. Mm -hmm is the uh, limbs so mm. it's the uh, five limbs of really purusha um mm. of what we're made of you could say mm -hmm. and uh, so like the panchanga is something that it's like a snapshot of time, right? Like it has to do with the quality of the time that we're born. And it's like, it's simultaneously one of the most basic things about Vedic astrology reading. And, and it's also on the more complex level as well. Um, so not a lot of people talk about it, but yet if you open a horoscope, it's one of the first things you're going to see. It's just going to show you some basic, it's like the elemental quality of time. There's something about the panchang that like, it's like you have to kind of filter the interpretation of the chart through what is really shown in this quality of time because it's like, is it closer to the earth than the planets? Is it that? Is it that? It's like the elements are like this layer of reality that's like a little bit closer to where we are and it's like a filter. Is it something... Something like that, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like the way you put that. It's like normally when, like in Western astrology, you would not come across this. I haven't been aware of anything like Panchong in Western astrology, and there could be things. Um, but as far as, um, the fixed star, the sidereal fixed star system and having that be in alignment with the day of the week, with the moon, the exact moon phase. It's all very precise and magical. It's very logical and magical at the same time. <laughs> 
what if do you know if there's a difference or if there's a distinction between the muhurta and panjanga is there a connection between those two things yes um so muhurta there I are feel like Mahurta, is that more prashna? Like Mahurta is more like for if we're looking up like what's going on today in the sky as opposed to a person's particular horoscope? so yeah i mean mahurt mahorta if i say it properly Yeah. is specific time slots during the day so it's within the uh you would say Karna is yeah the, I mean as far as I know like my knowledge of that that's what how I would see that it, it would be within the Karna and the Karna is part of the Panchong right because the Karna is half of the Tithi and the Tithi is the moon face Okay. Oh. Okay. 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 So we better back up. We better back yeah up. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let me. I feel like you have a little, probably more technical like knowledge than I do, but I. I'll share like the general, um, the general that I learned. And I learned this from both, I've heard Freedom Cole's lectures and then recently I listened to Visti Larson's lectures, which I really thought were really interesting. So basically what they say is that um, there's a lot of points to the Panchanga, but the main thing we're focusing on is I think five or six points. And each of these things have a, they all sort of relate to an element in our birth chart. So basically they're almost like secondary significators. Like, okay, so for example, we have the tithi. So the tithi is connected to the water element. So when we look at the water element in a birth chart, we're gonna look at things like water signs and we're gonna look at, you know, the watery planets like moon and Venus. Um, but what we're also going to look at is the planet that rules whatever tithi phase we were born in because the tithi is the part of the panchanga connected to water. So when it comes to things that have to do with water, most of all things like our the quality of our emotions and our relationships, we can look at the tithi lord as a, a almost like a, a stand-in for the seventh house lord or venus or something that would signify relationships so it's kind of like a an additional thing we can look at to to get information about our relationships and our emotional qualities so um so that's um so the tithi is like the lunar day it's the relationship between the sun and the moon when we're born and um each Tithi phase has a name and um, it's either the Tithi is divided into two sections. There's the waxing and there's the waning moon. The waxing moon is called the Shukla phases and then the waning moon is called the Krishna phases. And um, basically each, each phase, there's what, 28, 28 total phases, I think. And um, each one has a planetary ruler. So Um, so that's Tithi. Um, I don't know how much detail to go in there. Maybe I'll just leave that there for right now. Um, so that's water. And then when it comes to earth, we're going to look at Karna. So our Karna Lord, a Karna, I forget exactly how many there are. Karna is not spoken of that much, but I believe Karna is connected to Tithi, correct?
Is that right? Aren't there yeah. two karmas per each tithi? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm, that's correct. Yeah, because karna is, is of one tithi, so there would be two karnas. Yeah, so and each karna phase also has a planetary ruler, and these are listed for you when you open up your Vedic software. It'll tell you what the Lord is, so you don't have to memorize them. Um, and whatever this karna Lord is, so I think mine's Mars, um, is going to be a secondary indicator, secondary significator for career because it's an earth. It rules the earth. So the karna is associated with the earth element. However, I believe Visti says that it's not going to directly show your career. It's more like the influences on your karna lord are going to give you information about your career. It's not like I have a Martian career because Mars is my karna lord. Like it doesn't work like that. Um, but so karna is earth and that planet that rules your particular karna is going to show things related to your career um and then we have the so what's air uh oh my god i'm getting lost here is air air is vayu is that nakshatra i yes yes it is the nakshatra okay so this is why i feel like it's good we're talking about this because so many people have nakshatra nakshatra is um, a lot of people really don't speak that much about nakshatra and mostly what they, the context that we talk about nakshatra is within the context of the panchanga. It's one of these um, five limbs and it is, um, it's a very important element because it shows the whole quality of the way that you experience the world. Your nakshatra shows the quality of your worldview and your perspective, your lunar nakshatra in particular, that's associated with the air elements. Vayu is the Vedic word for that. Um, and whatever your nakshatra lord is, is going to show the quality of, I think what freedom said is it's connected to your prana, which was really interesting that that, it, that the nakshatra lord will show you how, um, sort of like how good you are at cre almost like how much faith you have in manifesting. It shows the quality of your health that is about your spirituality. So he says, worshiping your nakshatra Lord, your nakshatra deity actually will help you when you're feeling ill, but it helps you on the spiritual level in the sense that like prayer and positive thinking will help you get better. Whereas the day Lord is your actual physical immunity and your physical health. But this nakshatra ruler shows your prana and sort of the psychic quality of health and healing. And its placement shows how much faith you have and how um, basically how good you are. I think it likes keeping positive and keeping like the power of your mind really strong um, and optimistic. Um, so like you can look at aspects to your nakshatra Lord to see, um, you know, how, how good you are at like maintaining that positive mindset and seeing if there are any remedies that you can do if, if that seems like it's uh, hampered in any way. Um, so nakshatra is air. And then we have fire, which is again, physical vitality. That's your day Lord. It's going to show your passion, your vigor, your waking, a lot about your wake sleep cycle. And that's going to be shown by the planet that rules your weekday you were born. And I think the Vedic weekday specifically starts at sunrise of the day. So if you were born before sunrise on a certain day, take the previous weekday. 
um, as your weekday Lord, and that'll show you things about your immunity and your health and your vitality. Um, and that's the Vara, right? Yes, yes. Sorry, thank you. That's okay. the Vara. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Is there the one thing that doesn't have an element attached to it, but I think is really cool to look at is the Hora Lord. And it's almost like a little subset of the day, Lord. It's like the subset of the Vara because it's the hour. So the planet that rules the hour you were born shows your mental focus. So I think that's really interesting to look at because when you look at the chart, you're looking at your Lagnesh to see kind of where you put your efforts and you're looking at your day, Lord, to see like where your passion and drive is going and your energy is going, but that horror Lord shows like your mental focus. So I think all those, those three things together really show a lot when you're just starting to interpret the way that a chart works. Um, I'm forgetting an element here. Earth. Oh, the yoga, the yoga. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yoga. That one's a little vague. It's a little mysterious. It has to do with the Akash Tatwa. And that has to do with how you hold things together, the way that you hold energy together, the way that you bring things together. Is it a spirit? I, I would think it's kind of like a spiritual significator. I would assume so. I'm going to say assume because I'm actually not 100%. But yes, I would, I would interpret it to be something that would uh, give you a uh person like that personality attribute where you you may be more inclined to just be a, be a certain way yeah yeah it's a, that one's it's the part of what i love about panchanga is it is it's very straightforward but it is a little bit vague but it gives a good um, so it leaves a lot of room for like contemplation, but at the same time, it gives pretty specific frameworks and it's a really good jumping off point when you don't know where to begin. There's so many things to look at in a chart. And I think it's a really good place to start with like a coherent interpretation, at least it's something I like to do. Um, and that one, I would say the Akash Tatwa, understandably, is probably the most ambiguous. And that's okay. It's probably supposed to be kind of that way because it is on that spiritual level. But um, once again, all of these things, you will have a personal planet, planetary association that you can look to to get information about this aspect of your existence. Yes. Yes, that was excellent information. The Panchong is it's so in-depth that even in the SOL course, uh, Freedom likes to, even though the Panchong is actually at the end of the first textbook of SOL, he likes to start with the Panchong in the SOL course because it is actually so dense that mm -hmm. you could spend... <laughs> you could spend the entire like years on Panchong. Years on Panchong. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating. Um I'm glad to hear that he starts with it and ends with it because I I feel that it kind of has that dual quality of like being like the first thing that you're gonna that you should know about and the last thing that you'll understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But 
I like it's really interesting because for me, every planet, every ruler of my Panchang is pretty much they're all in Pisces except Jupiter, which is ruling Pisces. But it just feels like there's a there's something about seeing which planets are getting represented that I think can help you like lift out the meaning from your chart in a substantial way and see like for me it's like okay like I kind of feel like I understand my the purpose my purpose here like the quality of energy that I'm bringing it's it's not like these planets are necessarily going to show really like tangible things like my like exact career or you know, the things that we might look at house lords for or something like that. But what it's showing is the quality of energy that I actually viscerally bring to the table. And I think that's really fascinating. Right. There's so many things with Panchong. I just, you could get overwhelmed with it, but it is a solid framework. And it's so precise that even... Uh, some astrologers say that if you know someone's tithi goddess, that you already know too much about them. Oh, no, too much. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you already know way too much about that person. So yeah. it, it's very precise and definitely important to stick to uh, in terms of interpretation because when you look at a chart and you see the planets in certain locations you still can't see the underlying um calculations of where that moon was during the day you know um well you could see what day it was by their birth you know date but <laughs> you can't yeah. see the half of the tithi you can't see um some of these other attributes from the panchang so, yeah, yeah, it's just very streamlined and it's so, so dense. Yeah. And like, I'll be honest, I haven't really ever attempted to interpret anything with the Karana Lord or the yoga. And the Hora, I just sort of give a nod to. I think it's actually quite interesting. Um, and the... Um, the day lord as well i'm starting to sort of feel that a little bit more and feel how the day lord kind of gives you the gives you actual energy to live to be in the day which is a big deal um mm -hmm. it's the agony you know it, it gives you your fire and um but the two that i think are really the most i don't know talked about researched and perhaps the most important of the, um, or maybe the most obvious of the Panchang would be the Nakshatra and the Tithi. And of course, people talk a lot about Nakshatra, but we don't talk very much about Tithi. And I think that it's time to talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely. What is, is Sorry, I just wanted to ask you, what is the name of that book again? Didn't you get, there's this one woman who does this really good, interview on I think Saptarishi's channel but um what do you do you remember her name you have her book right uh I do it's called the journey 
the journey of the moon, I believe. Yeah, you can put it in like the show notes too if you want. Yeah. Yes, I will. I will do that. I will not pronounce her name because I'm, <laughs> I'm not confident enough to do that. But yes, I will link all of her information. She has a, a huge book on Tiffany's uh, spirituality. And she did uh, a sadhana for uh, years now, um, actually sitting, doing meditation on the goddess's lap each tithi phase and mm. really embodying each lunation phase and uh, intertwining herself with that energy to comprehend and learn more about what all they entail. Um, she also has, I'm not sure her her who Gurudev is, but she um, does practice uh, with a guru, I'm not sure who his name is again, but um, yeah, just a lot of the book does have um, some solid information also with the Nakshatra and Tithi um, and their correlations together, whether a Tithi is good mm. on a certain Nakshatra day or not. So mm. yeah. I will definitely link all of that info in the bio. Yeah, so the Tithi can be very practical and tell you like what type of activity, how to like basically schedule your week, like which activities are good for which days. But I really loved listening to her because she really just drew light to how um, there's still a lot of personal inquiry that, that we need to do when it comes to, to Tithi. And I think that that's what, Prash Trivedi said about Nakshatra as well. And actually she she reminds me a lot of him just in the sense of that um, it's like, yes, we will give you some information, but really this is things we we still need to study and we need to we need to be meditating and be in nature to really get the information about what this means. And with the Tithi exploration, it's really interesting because you can I think you can learn things about that tithi just by making the intention to to learn about it on that day. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting exercise, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just, when I think about the moon and I think about how it rules the fourth house and the fourth house is the subconscious mind. And then I think about the moon and the tarot, how it's actually the parts of us are uh, really the mind itself that is, isn't showing, you know, immediately it's, it's in the background or it's something that just hasn't fully uh, given its fullest light, uh, mm. like the sun would. So it's mm. something that you have to internally uh, acknowledge so when it comes to talking ab about Tithi it's kind of ironic how a lot of the conversation which is minimal you don't find a lot of people talking about Tithi um, because of that it's it's very um, it's very much internal work and very spiritual um, but it's also 
it's often very mathematical and logical. Um, Yeah, it's, it's interesting how it it signifies our relationships and it literally shows the relationship between the sun and the moon too. I think that's thing. Um so um I mean of course as a Gemini I I do want to talk about it. <laughs> like I want to talk about it. Um no, but I think uh well, I, I will share one thing that I noticed because I am So I'm a um, Navami Tithi, which is like the ninth lunar day waxing. So I'm Shukla Navami. And my sister is also Shukla Navami. And I'm like, huh, because we're so different. I'm like, hmm. And as with most things in astrology, a lot of the people who speak on these things just say something really overly general. I did not feel that way about the woman whose name that we can't pronounce. Um, but Some of the other people I've heard, they say Navami natives are really sort of shut down emotionally. We're not, we don't give a lot to our relationships emotionally. Um, that's not true. I've heard people say um, we are like reclusive. So I thought it was really interesting because my sister and I are so different. I am very reclusive. She is not particularly reclusive. I give tremendously to my relationship. She's a little bit, she's not quite as um, emotional or as, a, I don't know, she's she's more social and less one-on-one -on -one oriented of a person than I am. But what I noticed was that when I really looked at the aspects to our Tithi Lord, which is the sun, it all made perfect sense because supposedly, because I have my Tithi Lord in a water sign, it's going, it's actually that, it's not, the tithi itself that's necessarily going to show all the detail about my emotional quality it's the aspects and the sign placement so I have my tithi lord in a water sign so I am going to have a lot of emotion I still have those navami traits to maybe be a little bit guarded sometimes and I won't go off on that but basically I just wanted to really clarify that it's important to be delicate in the interpretation of this and not just believe any generalization that you hear um she has her tithi lord in a fire sign but that doesn't mean she's cold she's not cold but she's much more social um she's much more of a public figure like a, a leadership oriented person rather than a relational person so but both of us are very serious and um in our ways and that is a navami trait to be kind of serious kula sundari i believe is the goddess associated with Navami Tithi so that's just a little bit about my Tithi do you want to share anything about yours uh yeah I'll share some about mine I love Kula Sundari I have a special relationship with Kula Sundari <laughs> uh so my Tithi is uh Chatterdashi so it's the 14th phase and it's so it's coming up on a new moon it's uh shukla ah okay yeah so that it is a bright that that's not as like edgy as krishna chatterdashi <laughs> right yeah no it's not as edgy not as edgy <laughs> but it's still it does have an edginess to it i will say um yeah. because 
the goddess associated is uh, it's slipping my mind right now I can't I look see it up. yeah okay as soon as I find it I'm gonna be like oh I knew it I read this book so often that I don't know why I can't think of it Do you want to, sh no pressure, but if you want to share any of your experience. Okay, well, hold on. So, Njuala Malini, that is quite. Yes. Njuala Malini. Joala Malini. Yes. She's very intense. She's a standing goddess and she is in full red attire with fire. And so it's like that breaching point where she's coming into the next lunation phase. So when you um so you when you reach the 15th day it's going into the um next phase so it's going from i would go so it's shukla to krishna uh so yeah so it's it's at that burning point of um the goddess meeting this new different phase for i have lack of words right now but Yeah, she's very intense. And the story behind Juala Malini is that she actually protected Kula Sundari. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, so she like built this ring of fire around Kula Sundari because the Ashuras were trying to like defeat her. So yeah, she manifested and saved Kula Sundari and her army. Wow, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so typically this is what I've understood from this Tithi is that we do resonate a lot with Navami Tithi people because it's a uh Rikta. Yeah, you're also Rikta, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, it's Kirti, Chakti, and, and um, Navami are the Rikta. So Rikta Tithis are associated with, this is getting too advanced, I think, but it's associated with air element, right? It's a little bit, they're a little bit like supposed to be the hard, the challenging Tithis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I think so, <laughs> exciting to be like let's just call it what it is chatter dashi's like the sexiest one but it's it's edgy it's the krishna chatter dashi was the lunar phase where the moon stole jupiter's wife or kidnapped jupiter's wife um so that mm -hmm. night to be like a night when people are like on the prowl and you gotta like be careful or it's like a hot date night it's like either something bad's gonna happen or you're gonna have a hot date one or the other <laughs> that, yeah yeah you could say that yeah that's that's the vibe I get there's a lot of like scandal around <laughs> the chatter dashi mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
but I don't know yeah, if very intense in relationships, you could say that too. Um, and I'm not sure as to whether that's true with Navami with all Rikdadidis, but with Chaturdashi, they do typically um, have more difficulties in maintaining relationships. Yeah, I so um, the woman who wrote the book said Chaturdashi, um, or I mean, she said Navami natives, you don't want to, actually, she said the Rikta Tithi people, you don't want to break their heart. It's basically very hard for them to uh, open up again after they get their heart broken because they get so identified with their partner, which, you know, I think I can see that. I don't know. I mean, I feel that's true for a lot of people, particularly in our culture. And I have an eighth house moon, so I definitely have a hard time like breaking up and it's like the attachment is like, and detachment is like not like something that's like smooth for me, but it's kind of hard to say. I think I say it's all about those aspects to the Tithi Lord, you know, because I, I dated a Krishna Chatterdashi person who had like a lot of negative um, influences on Venus and you could feel a lack of empathy coming from this person. And it was a really uh, a hard thing hard it was a hard one and I feel like you have a lot of empathy so I think that Venus being Venus being aspected by moon and Mercury and even Rahu like you have some kind of and it's in a good sign so I I would wager that you have like kind of a a juicier situation than a lot of people with Chatterdashi yeah I mean it is, it's going to be different for everyone. It's not so fine pointed to say that people would certainly have difficulties in relationships. I mean, there's some type of theme of that would happen, but ultimately aspects are going to supersede and make things a little more matrixed, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think the most helpful thing that really I heard about it was um, basically Visti Larson said that the Tithi shows your capacity for emotion. And so like the less, the more afflicted your Tithi Lord is and like the drier of influences it has, um, it's going to show less of a capacity for empathy. And so when you combine that with other influences, it's, that's not going to tell you anything like very detailed by itself. But if you combine that with other influences, then you can start to really get into some pathology, you know, and, and I, I do think I've seen that. Um, but sometimes having lower emotion is actually really useful. And I think we see that sometimes with um, some of the success that a lot of people who have uh, darker moons have, because in my mind, it's like having less emotion is actually a flex in the, a lot of the time in our culture, especially if you have high morals and you're smart and you have good social skills, because you're not going to be so um, affected by everything. So I think it could go 
either way with Jithi, it's not going to tell you definitive things, but I do think there's something to the amount of emotion that a person is actually in touch with that can be shown by the aspects and the placement of the Jithi Lord, regardless of what the Jithi is. Yes, I love how you brought up the Tithi Lord as well, because that's so important in the entirety of seeing how that is going to function, because it could be, it could be, it could be doing anything. It could be anywhere. So <laughs> there's so many different yeah. attributes to see when it comes to uh, the chart and just talking about Punchong in general. Yeah, and I do feel like that's like for me, that's kind of where I'm at with Panchang with all of them. It's like I'm just looking at the aspects to the Lord to give me some information about how that element is functioning in the chart, the aspects and the placement. I'm really doing that with all with the whole with all the Panchang. And I think it's an interesting way to look at Nakshatra as well, because we see so much rumors about Nakshatra and they simply don't always look the same. And you know, so I think looking at the aspects to the nakshatra lord could show a lot about how that nakshatra is going to manifest, whether it's going to be, bring its more like peaceful elements or it's more chaotic or whatever it is. Something worth looking looking at and researching, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, definitely is worth deep diving and and finding all of that out. So I wanted to, I, I had this plan to read the sign um, statements, but maybe we should do that in another episode just so this doesn't become really long. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. We could do that. Um, that's no problem. I think we've stated a lot about Pun Chung so far. So... <laughs> It's a pretty nice, like, deep dive, we could say. Maybe not even, maybe a dive into the punchong. So, yeah, our part two seemed to, to go pretty well. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I hope, hopefully it gives people something to think about, um, because I would love to explore this topic more. And I'm particularly curious about people's experiences with their tithis and their experience, uh, because I just don't know. I don't know a lot about personal accounts. Like, I know I'm really intrigued by the Panchang, the Panchami, the fifth lunar day, because I just love the descriptions of the activities we're supposed to do on that day. Like, it's like massage and, you know, like picnics. I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but it's just a really beautiful um tithi um but I don't and so I always get excited when I, I'm like oh like you were born on such my favorite tithi but I don't really know what it's like to be born on that tithi I think it creates a, a lot of creative types which is why I know so many people who were born on a panchami day but I I would like to know really from those people what it's like and I think that particularly astrology astrologers can help help inform each other what it's like to be born on their titties because 
they can add that element of analysis by looking at the aspects to their Tithi Lord and just give that extra, um, that extra nuance. Mm -hmm. That zest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and if yeah. you want to get if you want to get real crazy and real scandalous, go check out Visty Larson's lecture on Tithi because he gets real, he gets dirty. It's actually <laughs> really interesting, but it's super intense because he goes into these like chart examples of Hugh Hefner and all these like public figures, and he's like getting in there and talking about their like weird sexual proclivities based on like the tithi aspects and things it's like talk about more than you should know about someone it gets <laughs> very but you know what it it's and it's it's a really good learning tool and the entertainment value has helped me really like learn about tithi because it's just like wow this is this is sensational um and i do think there's some truth to it but the thing is that you really have to keep in mind that um you can't you can't make generalizations like for example he said something like mars with your tithi lord if it's in connection to the eighth house can show that you murder your spouse whoa okay like i have i have mars with um, with my tithi lord um same sign and it's aspecting my eighth house moon and it's like uh <laughs> i'm not gonna not gonna I'm not like a good homicide person I probably won't commit <laughs> um I have gotten in screaming fights with my partners um but you know what I've got Jupiter in ascendant aspecting my fifth house where Mars is so probably that's you know saving a lot of the homicidal tendencies my otherwise homicidal tendencies so take anything crazy and scary in astrology should always be taken with a grain of salt but it's a very interesting lecture so you might want to check it out yes definitely uh we love the naughty almost oh, it sounds like naughty like n-a-d-i like okay. naughty we love the yeah. naughty in terms <laughs> no uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh I can definitely link that video down below too in case anyone wants to check that out because Visti is a part of the Parampara and he is a very esteemed renowned Vedic astrologer so yes his work is awesome and I'm sure most everyone who is listening would know about Visti yeah, and what I really like, I if I think I got this right. I think what he said is like this is kind of his original research, and I kind of like that he sort of just says that because it's like, you know, it's it's good research, and also like it gives us something to kind of work with, and and I don't know, it's it's an ongoing um, investigation, but mm. yeah, I really recommend. Yeah, yeah, same here. And by the way, I know you were mentioning earlier how you would love to learn more about other people's tithies and their experience. So I think we should really open it up here to say that we would love to hear from other people and to um, 
I think maybe on Twitter or um, on some other social media platform, we um, would be posting some maybe surveys or how, what do you think we should just make like some tweets to say, hey, you know, if you have any questions, maybe shoot us some messages here or like how would they be able to reach us um, to send us some questions or yeah. to get information on to the their tweet? Well, I think like Twitter's a hundred percent the best resource for communicating. I think I'm curious like what people want to hear about, but also, yeah, I'm just kind of open to whatever people want to share. Sometimes people have different levels of like, you know, information and things that they want to share, but it would be good to just kind of like bring up the topic. I know I've tried to bring it up before. I think people don't really know enough about Tithi to really sometimes share, but it might be interesting. Maybe we can find a few people who really thought it through and, and really like felt it out a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I, so in the links below, I can link Deva Guru, which is a free software that you could just go on there and type in your birth information and it should give you your tithi. It should show you your tithi. If, yeah, and I'm a fantasy of like, it would be fun to have like a round table of like, with the titties or you know different types of titties so people can kind of share like I, what I'm interested in is like the range of experience within a certain placement or within a certain titty mm -hmm. um so there's a lot there's a lot of options but that's a good place to start go and just look up your titty look up your titty lord and look up the aspects to it and how do you like you know, maybe read a little bit about what they say about your tithi online, look at your aspects and kind of ask yourself, how is this original interpretation of this tithi being augmented by my particular aspects? And how do I think this affects the quality of my relationships? How is my tithi lord acting kind of like a seventh house lord? Um, and yeah, like how just like that, that kind of analysis, I think would be really interesting if people are down for that. Okay, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Well, I think we have said a lot about Panchong and Tithis. Uh, really the all the ones we talked about yoga we talked about karna uh talked a little about nakshatra and the tithi yeah you you gave us a lot of good information on that and what i really liked was how you intertwined the elements within the panchong because that is essentially what it is so a lot of people maybe dissociate or not even take into consideration that you know the purusha the whole uh the purusha prakriti the whole the entirety of um the elemental factors so yeah i i appreciate you going over all of that oh well i always appreciate everything you share as well and hopefully was coherent and um yeah I, I look forward to 
um, coming back soon and talking with you maybe about uh, we could get into a little bit of Parashara and sort of talk about the signs, the sidereal signs a little bit. Yes, the juicy stuff. Mm -hmm. Very juicy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we are signing off. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Happy, happy full moon. Yes, happy full moon.